0: Haro podcast this is your show featuring me arlen haro uh one of your co-hosts and joining me as usual my cohort in this endeavor eric sayor no it's
1: not christmas yet i refuse to <laughs> accept this if you put your christmas
0: decoration in early november you are a psychopath I, I, you know what i'm you have tapped into uh, a pit of anger that I also have as well. So I'm at my job the other day on the 31st of October, and I look over into the mall that's right next to where my job is. There's like a skywalk situation. Um and I see them setting up a tree and putting lights on it. On the 31st it, it's Halloween day morning. 8 a, like 8 a.m or something like that. 10 a.m. Yeah. It was insanity to me. <laughs> I literally
1: went on the 29th to the, to buy some candy to give out to kids. And it was in the discount section because the old Halloween section was full with Christmas
0: stuff. <sighs> so, so capitalism
1: enough. never ends. <laughs> That's exactly. That's the truth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, anyways, um, okay. Yeah, Halloween uh,
1: did extend into November for us this year, uh, yeah. including this episode where we'll be talking about some spooky and Halloween adjacent stuff. In my case, <laughs> uh, yeah. things that we've been watching. Uh, I don't know, this year I went kind of weird with it, uh, and it's been uh, it's been a fun. We watch we watch a bunch of really good movies for the podcast yeah. too. Uh, and some like kind of scary ones, so the rest of the stuff I watched wasn't uh, the scariest up until yesterday when you made me watch The the Ritual. (laughs) (laughs) I did warn you
0: that that's one that scares me as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I mean, you warned
1: me during the movie when I texted you that I was getting... (laughs) much anxiety (laughs) from watching it (laughs) Uh, i mean we can start with that um do you want to introduce the ritual because that's a movie i feel like a lot of people haven't heard about
0: yeah um the ritual is a uh, david bruckner movie um and he he recently put out a movie called the night house which is scary in a a lot of very similar ways um hits on a lot of the same fears about just the way that your mind can play tricks on you and mess with you. (laughs) Um, uh, He's very good at that. Um, And it's a movie about like, I think it's five or six friends who go on like a hike in honor of a a friend who passed. Um, And it's in a spooky Norwegian forest Um, and spooky Norwegian forest things (laughs) occur. (laughs) <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's it's a uh, four British lads being hunted by a god. Basically, it's pretty yeah. great. It's it's honestly, it, I I kind of I, I i liked watching this. I didn't watch a lot of like really intense stuff in that way this year, and I had <clears> a pretty <throat> good time watching this. It's it's uh it's very stressful. It's very Anxiety-inducing. Um, I think like the first half is like the tension builds really well, and I think the the ending is kind of a bit uh, all over the place. But it's hard mm-hmm. to like uh, it's hard to kind of match like this kind of movie is. I feel like it's always kind of hard to end. I haven't watched as many yeah. of you, but it's like building the tension and making it like scary and stressful. And just, like, creating a world. Uh, that's the part that a lot of these movies do well. But creating an ending that can be, like, satisfying without being, like, just a kind of dumb, all over the place, like, action thing. Uh, mm. Which I, th- I think this movie does
0: okay on that end. It's not bad, but it's, it's like, I-, I think it works pretty well yeah I think the i I haven't seen this movie since it came out but i my memory is that the emotional arcs are actually where it really where where it really ends on a strong note it's the um it's the emotional processing it takes a a very flanagan esque direction um with like the the main characters having yeah. like these proto or like semi dream visions of um of what he didn't do right when his friend passed away. Um, or what he perceives as that. And it's like the way that he deals with that stuff and his emotional baggage, um, that's almost more the conclusion of the movie, not so much the um, escaping the situation. Um, and I remember that stuff being handled really well. Um, but I actually don't think I could tell you off the top of my head what the like ending ending of the movie yeah. is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Although... I mean, it's
1: kind of a spoiler, but still the creature design is really well done and it kind of shifts throughout the movie and kind of you get glimpses and then, but just the reveal of it all is pretty, pretty great. Uh, I love a good creature. We love a good creature on this show and this is like a a really good one. Um, I think when it adds like, more explanation to the lore of it all, which it kind of does. It's mm. it's uh, maybe uh, kind of dragged down by its own lore a little bit. Yeah, a little. I, 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 I don't know. I, I think, yeah, I think there's a... I think it's a... Overall, everything's good. Uh, I don't think it's... Uh, it does... Is it's a movie that's so much about guilt? I think that part is handled well, but it's just a little bit too much in your face, kind of, uh, mm. which is uh, hard to balance when you're we're trying to make it like a horror movie that's like about catharsis for past events and actually mm. balancing that. Uh, I mean, we've talked about some like in, for interesting movies that do that, like uh, Under the Shadow is a is one that I think handles it. Really well in a similar-ish way. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this this is a pretty good, pretty intense uh, like woods horror. And I know yeah. you, you like a good woods
0: horror. I do, I do. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate a good woods horror. Um, yeah, and it's just it is one of those things where it plays on the things that really make me they really freak me out (laughs) just it's just one of those things it's that it's caves and uh yeah yeah just um (laughs) no thank um yeah that that movie um that's one of those movies where if somebody's like i haven't seen anything or i don't have anything to watch that's one of the movies that i will throw out as a suggestion it's just on netflix also
1: so easy to watch yeah um, I'm really curious about the nighthouse because that's one I've heard a lot of great things about now mm-hmm. um so maybe i'll get to that uh next yeah. uh and he's making a Hellraiser movie which
0: he is yes um and I'll just is... yeah I, yeah I wasn't gonna talk about it specifically but I watched the first one recently he's a good he's a fantastic pick for Hellraiser, uh, I mean, we fifth, we fifth I
1: thought. think we watched the first one for this show uh, years we? ago. Like, uh, I mean, I I watched the first one in the last few years, uh, so mm. I assume it's you that made me watch it, uh, but maybe not. Mm. But I I I I think it. It was on.
0: It was on the list of movies that kind of intimidated me movies a lot of movies which we did this year for the show like yeah it was on the list with texas chainsaw as a movie where it's like that's kind of out of my comfort zone or i thought it would be um and after watching i was like no this is great i don't know what i was i don't know what was wrong with me <laughs> i don't know why it took me so long um so yeah it's um I, we might have watched it for the show i don't remember that though yeah. um but yeah this is um, this
1: is separate than the TV show, right? Because I, I think people were talking There's, about the TV show that cast a um, uh, trans actress as Pinhead.
0: I think that was for the movie. I might be oh, maybe, I might uh, be maybe wrong. I'm
1: completely, completely all I know is it. that
0: I'm excited for the I'm excited for the movie. I'm not excited for the show because the show is the guy who did Halloween Kills. That's right. Um, um and I'm not. I'm not a fan of. Uh, I'm not a fan of what he's doing with Halloween. I'm not excited for oh, yeah, Exorcist. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I
1: didn't see Halloween Kills. Uh, I kind of like the new Halloween, but I mean it was fine. Mm-hmm. The the uh, the newest, the first one of his trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. but I heard only bad things about the new one. Uh, I know that uh, Michael. Doherty, which did the King of Monsters, is, is a writer on that on that show. Anyway.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's a good sign. We'll see. I, I, it might be good. It might be bad. I don't know. Um, I do, but I am excited for Bruckner's Hellraiser, and I think yeah. that that's a, this is all a good transition to you. another movie that I suggested to you, which is it's... From the writer of the book, the ritual is based off of. Uh, there's another book called No One Gets Out Alive. Bruckner also produced this movie, um, and there's similar, uh, similar content covered in this movie. This one is about a um, an immigrant uh, who is trying to make a living in Chicago um, without any of the uh, without any identification really not very much family um and not a great uh not a lot of opportunities for jobs um and she finds this boarding house which is less than savory <laughs> um and some weird stuff is going on there um and as i said it's from the same writer of the book of the ritual so a lot of similar themes it uses uh guilt and trauma in similar ways i don't want to give away what the what the thing is what the uh what the sort of a big high concept creature is but it's it's similar it, it's it's cut from the same cloth um and it's a very scary freaky movie um in a lot of the again a lot of the same ways it uses a lot of Just very haunting imagery. Um, So, yeah, that's that's a movie I'm going to suggest people go see. Um, And you take your time watching this one. (laughs) Uh, Because, yeah, it's a a lot of the same stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm probably, if I'm going to do one in that vein, it's probably more going to be the Nighthouse, just from the same director. And I heard it's sci fi also, which.
0: Maybe uh, I'm, maybe I'm house, talking. Yeah. Um, it you could you could categorize it as sci-fi. I, okay. I think you could. You, you when you see it, I
1: can. Yeah, I we'll can t- understand. We'll, we'll talk about it one day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I might take a break of uh of horror for a little bit, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, we can move on to some horror I did watch uh, in the past month, I watched a pair of uh, very classic um, movies featuring classic uh, horror actors that we've talked about a little bit on this show. Uh, I watched uh, both movies that feature uh, Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi, uh, The Black Cat and um, The Raven. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you've watched either of these movies. Um,
0: uh, no, I, I know of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So The Raven is kind
1: of loosely based on like Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, it's like about uh, Bill Lugosi being like a mad uh, scientist, kind of a, a doctor that's obsessed with uh, Edgar Allan Poe stuff and that recreated in his basement all the torture devices that poe uses in his work uh and like kind of uh, laughs with a violent laugh while he puts people through them uh in a like proto saw in a way and i mean mm. it's not it's not like uh it's not right it's not saw but it's like i don't know that's kind of the thing they and then Boris Karloff comes in he's like a an escaped murderer that thinks he's like very ugly so he asks crazy doctor Boris Karloff, uh, Kibela Lugosi to, uh, fix his face and he makes him, like, even more ugly and then uses that as, like, a way to blackmail him into doing his bidding, uh, because he's, he, like, he destroyed his face and he's like, I destroyed your face, if you want me to fix it, you have to do everything I say. Uh, it's pretty fun. It's a good time. Mm. Uh, I really like that era of horror in general. It's like... A, uh, it's a, it, I think these actors specifically are so good at making something so small. Like, there's there's our like small stories, short, kind of short movies, like an hour long. Uh, Bela Gossi especially is great at making it grandiose and uh mm-hmm. Boris Karloff is so good at just making it like tense and just raising the intensity and like both mm-hmm. of them together is something like they're the the best of, the, of their time right so watching both of them play yeah. off one of each other is really fun Um and the other movie The Black Cat is uh, it's like a Boris Karloff and Belogosi are like old buddies from before the war, but Boris Karloff kind of became evil and like took over the land that's built on top of like graves <laughs> and just built this, <laughs> this, uh, this like modern house. That's it, it's weird because it's like the inverse of the character where. And uh, Bela li- uh, Boris Karloff, he lives in this like super modernistic mansion who, which is kind of like on top of the hill, kind of like a Dracula mansion, but it's like the oh. opposite of it all. It's like super, it's like a 30s sci-fi basically, almost just right. in its design. And then Boris and then Lugosi kind of ends up there uh, traveling with other characters that <laughs> art as important, and like uh, Belugosi, uh, Belugosi's wife that he thought was dead was actually she. Uh, she um, uh, Boris Karloff kind of fell in love with her and has her like in a glass prison under the house, and it's kind of like a, <laughs> I don't know. Wow. It's it's a, it's a it's a really fun sci-fi story. Uh, really like these actors playing chess and like just an, a normal man walks in on them and like looks at the chess game but it's like the odds are so much more important than the game but the guy doesn't get it That kind of like uh over the top storytelling that i kind of really like um yeah i'm the like i mean the dracula and Frankenstein movies are classics but there's so much and we've talked about the wolfman specifically and, mm-hmm. uh, I think like, uh, Criterion Channel had like a whole collection and I picked, picked these two because I had heard that they had both Karloff and Legosi. I'm curious yeah. to like, if I got the chance, I'm, I want to dive a bit more one. I've never seen like uh creature from the black lagoon and the invisible mm-hmm. man, the original one. Uh, so might, mm-hmm. they might see more of these, but thirties horror, I'm a big fan.
0: Yeah, I'm, I, I just love the tone of that stuff. I Again, another movie I wasn't planning to discuss, but I watched a movie called The Old Dark House, which has Karloff uh, as like a, um, I'll say a goon. I feel like that's the politest term to, to use for his character. Um, but he just, it, it's a bunch of people stuck in a house during a storm, and they're stuck with this old, like, decaying british royal family and it's very gothic um and there's lots of tense music but the performances are all very um modern um and there are people like dealing with a lot of modern issues just in the 30s um and he gives this great performance as just like a physical presence he doesn't have any lines um, and the only ones he has are like grumbling, kind of very Frankensteinish. Um, but it's just a it's a different role than Frankenstein entirely. He has so much more complexity, yeah. um, and it's just a it's a really really interesting movie that I, I highly suggest people watch. Um, so yeah, watch all watch all three of those or some some combination. <laughs> yeah, if, of those. if
1: I had to recommend the one from the two I've seen, I'd say the Black Cat on the, is I think a better movie um mm. it's called a black cat because i think it has like a specific symbolism in um in i think i think it takes place in hungary it's in an eastern european country that was uh mm. it, it 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 takes place like post world war 1 um and it, the the cat the cat specifically has a has some significance um Mm. And uh, and Bela Lugosi's character is, is terrified of cats, uh, that movie. Yeah. So, so there's the cat running around, and he makes very good like scared faces throughout the movie <laughs> while it, it shows up. Uh, but yeah, honestly, Black Cat. It's on Criterion Channel. I see that uh, in the Old Dark House. It's um, bearded Lug- uh, bearded Karloff. Mm-hmm. Uh, which honestly, with a lot of makeup, <laughs> yes, <yeah>, scariest. <laughs> like he he's in, um, he has a beard at the beginning of uh, of the um, of the Raven, and <laughs> he looks scarier that way. That he looks after the surgery. <laughs> yeah, there's I mean, just an intensity to him
0: that way. That that's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's there's great. something about his eyes where if you combine that with a lot of hair and just a distinct face. Yeah, it, it does a lot. Um, yeah, absolutely. I did not expect us to be talking about Karloff today, but we're talking about Karloff, so that's that's great. <laughs> uh, told you, I watched
1: a bunch of like Halloween and scary, spooky adjacent stuff. Not the mm-hmm. not the scariest of the scary movies, but some some, some fun stuff.
0: It um, makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> um I don't know if I have a good transition point to go to. Um well, one of those movies you said is Eastern Europe, so I guess I'll go to this. Um yesterday I finally got a wa- got to watch, got to watch uh, a movie called uh Possession from 1981. This is one that I've been trying to watch for years um it's just one of those ones that like film twitter and horror people talk about um it stars Sam Neill uh Isabella Johnny uh and a, a Polish director whose name i cannot pronounce um and it's a like a psychological supernatural i don't want to say thriller um horror movie as well um it's just a very strange movie in a lot of ways um it it crosses a couple of different genre lines back and forth throughout the movie it's kind of hitchcockian kind of um uh body horror um cronenberg almost um and it's and the main two cast members give these very energized performances that are just very unique and if you're used to just if, if Sam Neill in your head is Alan Grant it's a very surprising movie to watch um so yeah like weird movie uh lots of i guess polishness <laughs> is what i would is how i would describe it overall um and this insane film score um that goes all over the place um yeah i, I definitely i highly suggest this uh to people uh, looking for something kind of weird to watch. And it's it's not available in a lot of places, but I watched it through a service called Metrograph. Um, and I guess they're doing, like, the screenings for the 4K that's... Yeah, yeah, back. I
1: heard about the 4K restoration. It was playing at a festival here, um, the, uh, new new cinema festival. Uh, mm. I did hear that it was playing, that there was a restoration, so... Um, and I've heard a lot bunch of people talk about it this year because of that. I think, um, yeah. But uh, interesting to hear the that how you thought about it because it's a just one of mm-hmm. those movies that people talk about like. Yep. I mean, a certain type of people will talk talk about very highly all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those where it's and again, I think the fact that it's very hard to get has has added to that, but I, I understand why people who love it, talk about it intensely. Um, it, it, it has that, that weird vibe energy to it. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then I'll, uh, uh, did, did you want to go to your next movie actually? Uh, or, uh, or no, go, go,
1: go for it. If you have a, another one that uh, you want
0: to mention, one that I don't know if you've gotten around to this. I'll throw it in here just because it's related enough. Um, towards the beginning of the month, I managed to uh, to get Titane in. Um, uh, and *Titan* is a film. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, haven't
1: seen it yet, sadly. I, I I think I'm just going to miss the theater run of it and just have to wait and watch it mm, at some point, sadly. <laughs> I I I watched Raw for the first time this year, yeah, um, and that's a really good movie. Uh, yes, really, r- just like a um, a movie that builds on top of itself that never is too that that's always so interested mm. in character and um, the the that just. A, builds on top of itself so well. I just really like that so I'm really curious of about Titan. Um it's, knowing it's the same director. Uh <laughs> do you wanna do do you have anything to say about it other than <laughs> that you watched it? Or do you wanna wait and maybe we'll talk
0: about it later this year? Uh Titan is a lot to take in. Um and it's it's very similar to what you were saying about um Raw uh it does build on itself naturally but the best way i can describe it is um it feels like it's jumping off of the energy of raw um not in like a a, a direct way or in a sequel way but it does i feel like it assumes that you may have seen raw um if you're there <laughs> watching titane because it's it it ends in a in a place where the energy is similar similar to how raw um ends um and it just goes from there um it just continues to build on that energy um and it goes some places that i truly did not expect and i already knew quite a bit about the movie going in um but it still really surprised me in some interesting ways um i cannot pronounce that director's name um would you mind <laughs> uh just saying it once for the audience so we have a a, a good uh pronunciation uh um, yeah uh,
1: Julia Ducourneau.
0: All right that's a good one and we'll uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh and she is an interesting director i'm very excited for whatever the next thing that she does is yeah. uh she's talked about wanting this to be like a cinematic universe i don't know how much of that was her joking or <laughs> Um. Uh, but I. I would love if it was. Um. I mean, how how crazy is it that that movie won the
1: Palme d'Or at Cannes? Like, <laughs> it, 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 it. I mean, I haven't seen it. I've only seen having only even only seen raw. It feels insane to know that. <laughs> I know that the, this year's Cannes was like a bit weird, and it's like what was in competition, but.
0: Mm-hmm. it
1: does it, a lot of like duds i feel like or movies that are very divisive and mm-hmm. that's where like a weird movie like this one uh when i mean the last winner of, of uh, the palm doll was uh, parasite so <laughs> so so we'll see <laughs>
0: Uh. <laughs> yeah i mean it it's a very strange movie it has a very it has a very odd vibe to it um i can i can see why though i i can understand why this did win um considering what i have what i know is won in the past um but i uh yeah i i am like amazed that there are people who there are people who are on my wavelength of like really enjoying the movie um so that's uh, but it's not a, it's not a universally enjoyable movie i'm a strange individual so <laughs> the fact that it matched with my brain is uh, not a yeah. surprise to me um i am very curious what other people <laughs> will think of the movie yeah um, I, I i hopefully it comes out
1: on demand soon so i have the chance to watch it but yeah it's not, it just completely missed it it's uh, bad theater timing and just busy month but uh yeah we we'll, um hopefully we get to talk about it uh, in a month when we're talk- or in a couple of months when we're talking about our favorite movies of the year maybe it'll
0: come up yeah uh, i mean we'll not to spoil it but it will definitely be coming up <laughs> it will certainly be coming up around that time yeah. um in some form so yeah um i look forward to talking about it more uh, um yeah.
1: yeah um, um yeah. So on Halloween night, um I got back home from giving candies at my parents' house and I wanted to watch something that was like a bit spooky, a bit Halloweenish, not too intense or scary cause it was like a Sunday night and I don't wanna have a bad night to start <laughs> the week. So I watched um uh George uh, Romero's uh Stephen King written Ooh. creep show movie uh, nice yeah yeah and yeah that was good <laughs> uh so Creep, I mean, it's. are creep shows like I I I don't I didn't know a lot going into that about what creep mm-hmm. show it is. It's not something I really grew up with. It was uh, a, a comic, right? Or is that just? It's, a... um, no, it's a so that's
0: um. There's a there's a whole backstory. Um, Romero and King became fast friends because uh, they started around the same time. And um, the there's freaking. a whole, yeah, yeah. There's a whole history of like Romero wanting to adapt The Stand, um, uh, and, and a bunch of other Stephen King stuff. Um, and they just they really liked working together. But they both grew up reading '50s horror comics um, and loving like EC comics and stuff like that. So Creep Show was inspired by that and wanting to do an anthology thing um so so you have the first creep show and it's continued on into various iterations afterwards and tales from the dark side i believe was also born out of creep show um yeah um creep shows that that might have been
1: something i watched tales from the dark side in french of course Mm. i feel like it might have been something i watched um but, yeah, I, I, Creepshow is like a, um, yeah, how do you, how do you say this type of movie? Uh, what did it tell uh, us? Yeah, an uh, anthology film with uh, yes. like uh, five, uh five short films, basically, mm-hmm. uh, of varying quality. I think the. Yes. And, um <laughs> I I think my favorite one is um the crate. Uh yeah. the one where a university professor finds a crate in the basement of the university that's like well on it is written like Arctic Expedition 1834. It takes place like in the 80s, so it's like a mm-hmm. 150 years prior, and it's there's basically Bigfoot in a crate Uh, That slowly that murders that murders two people and then one of the professors a a friend a professor friend uh, that hears about it uses it to murder his wife that he hates and then throws throws him down into a (laughs) into a hole to rot there forever. Uh, It's pretty pretty great. I really like that one yeah i i, I kind of liked all, all of them to varying degrees um hmm. uh do you have a i don't know when's the last time you saw this movie
0: um i i didn't watch it actually too um i, I only watched it very recently um okay. uh, yeah and only a couple of months ago and i was but i had seen the newer shutter series um so i had some expectations going in um and it's just one of those movies that people, again, it's one of those movies people still talk about uh, lovingly. Um, and I really like the crate. I also really like the Buried Alive, uh, or Buried by the Beach um, segment. Both yeah. are quintessential to what Creepshow is. It's the whole you know uh, fable type story. Um, you know people doing bad things and then it goes horribly wrong and uh, in a macabre way um, and I think both of them handle that concept so well and I, I, with what you, you pointed out about, you know, varying quality that's, for me, that's the charm of a good mm. anthology <laughs> is that some of the stories won't be as good and some of them will be fantastic um, like, like I like the, the, enjoyed there's a lot Yeah, yeah.
1: there's a one that features uh, Stephen King himself uh, playing Kind of, uh, um, uh, <laughs> is the word I would use maybe th- to describe this yeah. character. And honestly, yeah. not not a
0: great. Not a great short movie. No, it, it's, it's yeah, it's very much like what Stephen King thinks a hick is. Which yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like
1: eighties like drugged up Stephen King's version of uh, yes. like a Southern US white trash. I guess that's that's mm-hmm. like the that's what this movie is about. Uh, and and uh, it's not the best one. I do like I like the, I think the the. The one you mentioned the one at the beach I really like mm-hmm. Leslie Nielsen yes uh in that in that movie he's like really good as a like uh like psychopath that kills like mm-hmm. his wife and her lover um I kind of lo- I think the last one is pretty funny the um the creeping up on you where's like a, um uh, asshole CEO who is like obsessed with cleanliness being mm-hmm. slowly driven crazy by bugs that do or do not exist uh it's it's pretty fun yeah,
0: yeah and the the message of that story is oddly very ahead of its time <laughs> uh <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah it's like literally like he dies because he's racist <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah, because he, he's racist and uh, a bunch of other words. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really
1: fun time. Really great to watch on Halloween night. Uh yeah. Just landed landed really well. Um another fun Halloween watch I did uh I think it was like a week prior to Halloween was um I watched a Disney Channel classic, Halloween Town, um, <laughs> which, you know what? Not bad. Not not yeah. good. Not bad. We right. had a fun time. It's done pretty well for like a children's movie. It has its moments. It's pretty funny. I laughed a few times watching it. Uh, yeah. It's um, directed by, um, what's his name? Uh, honestly, that part is insane because it's directed by uh, Dwayne Dunham, who, um, if you have watched a lot of Twin Peaks, uh, you recognize that name because he directed uh, at least two or three episodes of that show. I think he was uh, the editor on Twin Peaks The Return. Uh, And he also has been a long time... Working with David Lynch, he edited, I think, uh, Blue Velvet and uh, some other of his movies. Um, Great editor, for sure. I mean, Twin Peaks, The Return is all editing. Like, it was that that series made in the editing room. So him and Lynch probably work really well together. And this Mm is one he has a few directing credits, but this is one of them. And honestly, just insane that it was that he directed this
0: movie. Yeah, Um, in general, this guy has a weird career. Like he's worked with everybody. He's worked with, uh, I mean, he's done stuff with with Lucas on Star Wars. He's he's edited a bunch of like really crazy movies. Okay, this is one of those one of those people who's like seen. He he has stories. (laughs) He has some (laughs) he has some weird stories because he edited. uh he edited return of the jedi yeah. and blue velvet <laughs> well, like wow tired.
1: yeah twin peaks man <laughs> so much stuff in there. like yeah l- l- yeah inter- very interesting careers uh he directed uh other like, mostly kids movies uh including uh Home yeah, little Homeward Bound, Bound little giants <laughs> Uh, yeah. Wow, (laughs) just looking at the posters of the movies he directed is so funny.
0: (laughs) Wow, I am. This is amazing. (laughs) Oh, oh, and he he directed episodes of Beyond Belief, Factor Fiction. Listen to some to some After Dark's and some Mm -hmm. Three AM Files episodes of the Phantom Zone. If you want me to go deep on Beyond Belief, Factor Fiction, that is the the ever memeable show in which um uh riker i don't remember his real name yeah. uh riker from uh, star trek the next generation uh where he uh walks over a chair he just walk he just like walks over it and sits on it uh, among other things um fantastic i um, just want
1: to read uh, to end on halloween town <laughs> uh uh, I just want to read this description for another movie he directed called "The Thirteenth Year." The tagline of that movie is, um, "Cody's not just growing up; he's growing fins." Uh, oh,
0: is that that movie? <laughs> oh God, I know this movie. <laughs> oh, are, is this a different mermaid movie? Okay, wow. Um, I don't the, know what. What I
1: do know is when I look at. Uh, I'm on Letterbox, and when I looked at Watched by, the, I see Andy sites in there, <laughs> <laughs> which is very funny. Perfect.
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah,
1: god! That's all I say. On that.
0: Well, I'll just finish up on Halloween Town. That is a very nostalgic movie for me, and I don't have a lot of those, but that that's a movie that brings me back to watching disney channel as a very mm. young kid and uh uh staying up too late to watch halloween town <laughs> so yeah yeah uh, apparently it has all it the movie has three sequels so
1: if you want to dive deep into the world of halloween yeah. town you can i didn't this year maybe next year i'll watch
0: halloween town 2 you should watch all three of them back to back um and then <laughs> and, and
1: then just have my brain melt out of my ears uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes somehow debbie reynolds is in all four of them respect respect good for her <laughs> i mean she's great she's fantastic for those uh this is completely off subject but uh if you haven't seen the documentary that her and carrie did like a year before they both passed or, or something like that um it's fantastic because they were like a real life um Sitcom in just in their existence. Um, and then they also have a lot of interesting family drama, which is highly compelling. So, yeah, uh, yeah, go watch that. Um, (laughs) get sad about Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. Mm -hmm. Um, mm, speaking of uh, getting sad, um, about people who are dead, um, great segue, me, just fantastic. I did a great job there. Um, Uh, i watched uh the newest the newest edgar wright um uh, on on the on the 30th um i don't want to give anything away because i didn't realize this but it is a movie based heavily around a mystery um and a very very surprising reveal um But I'll just say, as head of the Anya Taylor-Joy squad, uh, this is a great film, and people should watch it if you like Edgar Wright stuff. Um, Very creepy. He's talked for years about wanting to do a horror movie, and uh, he did it. He he did the thing. Uh, He didn't, uh, you know, he didn't uh, stumble at all moving from... Broad comedies and action to horror. Um, I think he there's a sense of real peril and anxiety that he brings to a movie full of like some great visual effects, heavy ghosts. Um, I don't know, there's something about just the way that he shoots them that makes them extra creepy, and then Thompson McKenzie as well is fantastic in this movie. Um Just the whole cast really, really fantastic. And then there's this pretty well done, like coming of age story uh, in the center of it all um, that I really enjoyed. So, yeah, uh, last night in Soho, Mm. people should see.
1: Um. Yeah, I don't. I I don't. I kind of not didn't listen to what you were saying because I didn't want to hear much about that movie before watching it.
0: Uh, Fair enough. Fair
1: um, enough. Yeah. the The only thing I'm kind of wondering is because um, uh, we we did watch kind of. Uh, I mean, I might mentioned Perfect Blue as a movie that should mm-hmm. be watched in uh, anticipation of that movie. Uh, kind of just from the trailer, that first trailer that came out. Uh, did, I don't know if that ended up being true or not, but um, uh, I, I, I was wondering, how did you think? Is it a perfect blue-ish movie, or does it have nothing to do with it, that was just a trailer?
0: Um, they're not... They have they have some things in common. I'll say yeah. that they're not they're they're not completely. Uh, yeah, the influence is definitely there, but there's oh, a, yeah. they just they take very different.
1: I mean, no, I'm not expecting him to remake Perfect Blue or anything like that. It's just like, I mean, yeah. in most of the, in, in movies of this kind of thing, it's hard to ignore. I mean, like mm-hmm. it's hard to like you can't watch Perfect Blue and not think about. Like mm-hmm. uh the Palma stuff, and you think, can't watch the Palma without thinking right. about like persona uh from Bergman, and mm-hmm. like there's always like history in everything you watch, but yeah that's I, I yeah. Mean,
0: that that stuff is there th- where my brain went to was like um uh it's a lot like Br- these like british th- thrillers, um these like very low budget British thrillers that were made a lot in england um that are usually like very psychological a lot of like frantic camera work and like um not a lot of dialogue there's it's a very weird like subgenre of movie where they were made almost with shock in mind more than just making a good movie they would have like trailers and opening sequences that showed you scenes that aren't in the movie um the movie that I'm thinking of that was made modern day that is doing this a lot is the movie in fabric, um, which is also going in the same direction. Then it's that crossed with like a hammer uh, ghost movie, uh, like a haunting movie. Um, And those are the two things, the influences that just come to mind more. Um, Hmm. But I, uh, yeah, there is definitely a, an influence from perfect blue. That is Inexplicable, and there's a the way that um, characters will change form very suddenly um, is is very similar. Like the way that that's handled, the way that a, that a that a character will their the way that they want to present themselves, the way that their idealized version of themselves and their real selves, the way that it, that bounces back and forth. That's where a lot of the inspiration is. Um, and yeah, yeah, uh, I, I, I'm very proud of myself cause I didn't give anything away in saying all that. Um, I don't think so. Uh, yeah. Uh, watch that movie people. Uh, don't let anybody spoil it for you. You really do need to see it as soon as possible. Um, and, uh, I'll say it again. We said it during, um, on the bond episodes when it happened, uh, RIP to, um, Diana Rigg. Uh, oh, she is fantastic in the movie. So, yeah.
1: That was ex- I'm excited to see it. Uh, another one that I heard that it's pretty div- kind of divisive in a way. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm really curious. Uh, uh, just knowing that you liked it and we have like similar mm-hmm. histories with uh, Edgar Wright makes me excited. Yeah. Um... Uh, yeah, I I I don't know if I have more much more like horry stuff I watched. Uh, even adjacent, the other thing I did watch in uh, October, which I say kind of counts as Halloween-ish, is uh, I got I'm I've been getting into Batman. Yeah, uh, in a way that I hadn't before. Like I've I've been watch I watched both. Uh, I mean. It started because uh, some podcasters I like uh, started the a, a Batman podcast where they covered the animated series, and they've also been watching like the uh, they've been like pausing watching the animated series sometimes to watch uh, some live action movies. So I watch both Tim Burton movies, and I'm like I think 20ish episodes into the animated series, which yeah. is uh, I did watch like some episodes of it when I was younger uh, when it was playing on TV. Mm -hmm. um but uh i never had gotten this far into it just like going through every episode and that's a i mean there's variable qualities of episodes like for sure especially in the the this first few but it also has like some amazing episodes especially the ones that are like about the villains um the the Two Face arc, the Mister Freeze stuff, all oh, that's really great, and then the Tim Burton movies, I I liked. I, I think Batman Returns especially is such a completely insane time, and I'd say a good Halloween movie. Uh, <laughs> I'd call that one. I, I think both of them are kind of in their own way, but uh, the second one is like. Mm-hmm. Just like there's so much happening in that movie. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I think they're they're good Halloween movies in the way that most Burton stuff. Yeah, yeah. Be Halloween because he's so he's taking so much from German expressionism in all of his movies. We've mm. talked about that before, but especially in those Batman movies, he's he's going for it. the The Anton first design sets in that first movie, the way Gotham looks like it's just a yeah. This is a spooky feeling to all of it. Um, yeah exactly
1: yeah. um it's uh, yeah the, there's the, the look of it all and the, there's also part of my brain that still associate uh like halloween with just like kids dressing up as batman or, right. or as as robin or as any anything like any superhero basically but yeah so mm-hmm. so, so in, in my mind it kind of fits the team uh I think, like, the first one is interesting uh, as a Batman movie because, like, Michael Keaton's really good in it at playing uh, Batman, who's, like... Batman is the only thing that's keeping him from going completely insane uh, Mm -hmm. because he's, like, always on the edge of that. And um, having heard so much about Jack Nicholson as a Joker, it was fun to finally see that. Um, But the second movie... Uh, where Batman is barely <laughs> a character in it, uh, but yeah, what it does with like Catwoman and especially uh Danny DeVito as the penguin is just completely, completely insane. It's, it's great,
0: yeah,
1: great time, great, great, uh, really fun movies. Uh, my only, the, my only honestly Batman movie experience is the uh, is everything. I mean, the Nolan ones and what came after, which honestly <laughs> um, very varying quality in there. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're both excited for the Reeves movie that's coming next year. Um, yeah. that, that trailer, that recent trailer was really good. Uh, but yeah, I've been in a Batman mood, just like following along following along in a podcast is the only thing that makes me watch cartoons uh, that aren't anime, I guess. Uh because I'm not doing the same with uh with Clone <laughs> Wars as well. So but yeah, I I, I highly recommend uh the podcast is uh called Gotham City Limits is on uh it's on export audio. Uh I'll, I'll put the I'll put the name in the description and the names of every movie we talk about, like I try to do every time. Not always, but I try. Um so yeah. I would recommend the podcast if you're a Batman fan. It's they they talk about nice. Batman in an interesting way.
0: Hmm, I might give it a shot. I I have another. I actually have my own Batman podcast that I backlogged <laughs> on. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Uh. I think I'll close out with one with one other thing that isn't. It, te- it also isn't horror, but I I watched it in October and. It's got me pumped. Um, uh, fucking the last duel. People need to see this movie um, in theaters if they can. Um, but it's not necessary if if you really can't. Um, but I, I think it's worth it just for the final duel alone. Um, and then on top of that, I think the, the movie leading up to that is very well done. Um, I'm more excited for Ridley Scott than I have been in almost a decade um after this movie it it feels like every once in a while he just has to reset and (laughs) go full scott um and this is him just like really just going for it it's it's hyper violent in places which is something that i did not know going in um and i very much appreciated that uh the historical accuracy stuff uh is pretty good as far as I could tell. And just like the, the characters are interesting and yeah, it's just, it's a really well done movie. I thought, um, it is a Rashomon for anybody who doesn't know that going in. Um, so if that's, that's not your thing, uh, <laughs> well, wait, maybe wait. Uh, but, um, I really enjoyed it and it's a very good Rashomon. It, it does a it does an interesting things with the format. Um, uh and and yeah yeah so that's that's a movie people need to see the all the performances are good uh even matt damon who is the least medieval looking man on earth (laughs) manages to really be convincing um and yeah uh just just watch that movie um uh, for for jody comer and her performance alone um yeah uh I know you hadn't gotten around to
1: seeing it yet, but uh... yeah, I, I hope I'll get the chance to watch it in theaters. Uh, I'll, I'm going to try to make the time for it for sure. Uh, yeah, There's just a bunch of movies at the same time and it's hard to go see the one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but yeah, I, it, it does sound interesting. I'm really, I, we talked about it, but I'm also really interested in his upcoming uh, house of Gucci. Uh yeah.
0: Yeah, it's insane to me that his next movie is literally a month away. (laughs) It's like, I'm pretty sure I could reserve tickets for it right now. Yeah,
1: I think this is what happens when Disney wants to bury every Fox movie and be done with it.
0: Mm (laughs) Yeah, yeah, kind of. Um... Yeah, so they can just make TV shows on Hulu, which, as a person who's going to watch all those shows on Hulu, I can't get too upset, but at the same time, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Uh just make movies. It's not hard. Uh yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, doesn't even uh I, I'm I mean, I'm more talking about like those movies that aren't franchise, like that Fox still yeah. had on their slate. That that's the ones that are kinda gonna suffer the, the most, I feel. Um Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, that's, that's another one I'm going to try to watch the, the, uh, there was one like kind of spookier superhero movie that did come out in October, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that that we're gonna get out clean but we're uh, not no
1: that i'm i'm that i'll let you guess what it is uh as we wrap up maybe you can write us and let us know which movie we both watched and did not talk about that could have fit this episode more than some other stuff i mentioned but (laughs) that wasn't worth mentioning
0: i'm fine with it because honestly i can't remember that movie I can't remember anything that happens in that movie, so it would be it would be for naught um I, I, feel, I feel
1: like i uh, I mean, I feel like this is a movie that where the post credit scene just erased the whole movie in my mind, and this is just the only thing I got out of it.
0: So I actually missed the post-credit. We're just talking about it now, which is fine. Uh, I missed it because I was like, I don't care. I I don't give a shit. (laughs) So I only know that there was a post-credit scene and what happened in it because of the podcasts that I've listened to that describe it. And I was like, oh, I didn't miss anything. I was was completely justified in paying for my parking, uh, getting out of the parking (laughs) garage, (laughs) and just going home. and. Picking up food on the way there. Um, So yeah, uh, it sounds like a real wishy-washy way to bring in Venom from what I heard. Um, There, I said part of the title of the movie. Uh, So uh, you can put it in the list of the things we talked about now. Yeah,
1: yeah, that first movie was bad, but I liked it more than this one. (laughs) mm. (laughs) That's all. Yeah. that's it okay let's do some plugs uh yeah. um you can follow me uh on twitter uh at easier you can follow me on instagram there you can write us an email tell us what horror movie you watched uh in october that you really enjoyed and that we that you'd recommend to us uh you can write us an email at those horror podcasts at gmail.com um yeah that's that's all um yeah we did not talk about dune because you yeah. just i know you just recorded a 2 hour podcast about it and we're probably going to talk about it at uh, the end of the year so uh, yeah. oh, wait wait two months for a dune talk i guess
0: <laughs> yeah and uh kind of did my plug for me go listen to the dune show that we just the dune podcast that we just put out um it's uh we talk we actually talk a lot about the lynch dune um which is a nice synchronicity with what we've already talked about today um that 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 movie gets a sizable chunk of our uh of our attention because we watched them we watched it uh as a sort of a, a comparison point and we had some thoughts some strong feelings about that one uh and the new one so yeah uh listen to that and then uh expect zone to be on kind of a break for a little while um We'll be back at some point soon. But um, yeah, uh, uh, look forward to a top fives episode at some point. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's um, what it was. And, I and think- we'll be
1: back uh, next week with uh, or next in the next couple of weeks with GoldenEye yes. and diving deep into Brosnan's Bonds. So that's that's exciting. That's the Bond I grew up watching. I'm
0: excited. I, I'm also excited, especially because I know if if half the people who have said yes to being on this show actually show up, <laughs> it will be exciting. Um, so yeah, uh, look forward to that. And... Excited
1: for the most
0: uh, nostalgic
1: Bond movie for me, <laughs> Die Another Day. That's all. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah we talked about that a little bit um, oh, okay yeah, yeah. yeah I messaged so, you I, I did yeah have, privately I feel, like, yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like I messaged you when I was watching
1: that. Yeah, you because I, like, like, <laughs> I was like I'm 100% sure Arlene has seen this movie at least once when drunk
0: I yes. feel like that's, that's... <laughs> you, you nailed it this was in the vodka days and yes I was uh uh those times, yes, no, that was a fever dream <laughs> of a movie. Oh God, um, yeah. Well, because also I was, um, I got super excited after Thief, so I did that thing where I was gonna watch every Man movie, um, uh, and I think I started like I think I was like writing about them as I was doing them. Mm. Um, I think I gave up. <laughs>
1: I'm slowly, I'm slowly going to, through man stuff with the podcast. Uh, so that's why I watched oh, yeah. Keep and I watched Manhunter recently. That was really nice. good. I yeah. think they're gonna do some uh, Miami Vice. So I might dive into that.
0: Hmm.
1: Fine. Who knows? Yeah, I also started watching uh, the Prisoner, which I feel you've the probably... show. Yeah, the show. The, uh... The oh. 1967 Patrick McGoohan show. Mm. Have you seen that?
0: No, but it's one of those. It's one of those yeah. ones that just comes up over and yeah, over yeah. again. So, yeah. yeah I should I watch know. that though. <laughs> I yeah, probably. I,
1: yeah, I, I. Yeah, maybe I'll mention it on the show because I also rewatched *Off Twin Peaks*. Uh, oh yeah. Plus Mulholland Drive, which was not horror, but I don't know the return is pretty mm. close. Yeah, M- Mulholland is not a fun time.
0: No. <laughs> Mulholland, <laughs> Mulholland was
1: was really on rewatching it, really good, honestly. Especially after Twin Peaks, but I feel like the return is just mm-hmm. a better version of that. But that's me. yeah, yeah. You know what? I what it was so. honestly the most horror Lynch thing I saw was uh Roy watching firewalk with me. Cause that's like a,
0: yeah, I've heard, uh, I haven't been able to ever finish it, but I heard Eraserhead head gets really creepy. Um, yes. Like and it's... No, it's
1: more weird than
0: anything else mm. and
1: because it's all like low budget kind of, right. uh, low budget, uh, constructions. It's like kind of more, mm. uh, it's like kind of a mix of like intense and goofy a little bit in a good way. Hmm. 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 Okay. Like it kind of like a carpenter stuff can look kind of horrifying
0: And just also kind of funny at the same time. No, no. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Now that you say carpenter, especially that, um, that proto alien movie that he did with, the... yeah,
1: you know, like a disgusting body but googly eyes on top. Yeah, yeah. Know, that kind of that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like urban is the king of that.
0: Okay, let's yeah. let's
1: start this episode. <laughs> we're just, we're I mean,
0: just... well, we're, I think technically we've been recording. I yeah, we have been. Yeah. I'm going to leave uh, this in. I'll... This is going to be our See, post- I, I might. Open. I, I mean, I've done post credits for Zone that are stuff like this. So I might just put this in the back. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do one thing real quick and then we can.